Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ Cross Mees, Mr. Oatman. Hey, what's happening, folks? have a bit of an unusual episode for you this week. This episode is actually a bit of a nostalgia-fueled discussion of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Both of us have been re-watching that show. Just prior to our discussion of the new Picard show, I turned on the mics a little early in the middle of a discussion we were having about an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation in which Q does something nice for Picard. It's an episode called Tapestry, and Oatman was making the argument that it was out of character for Q. He was actually doing something nice, which is not something he's known for. So we're going to start right smack dab in the middle of that conversation and transition very neatly right into our discussion of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Please do enjoy. Oh, put me back, you. Put me back. I want to be the man that I was. I want to be the man. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather die the man than was and live as this person. But you could argue, you know, he's still playing with him a little bit. No, he really is. He is really... But he comes in anyway, he's got like a candy gram, he's like, or flowers. He's like, is there a John Luck Pickard here? <laughs> but he really is helping him realize a deep truth that's going to change his life. Yeah. In any case, Tapestry, I think that episode was called. It was a good one. Get on the mic, sir. And- there we go. Get it. Like when you get stabbed. Or what do you call those? Nausicans. Cling- Nausicans. They're almost like kind of Klingon-y in some way. Yeah, it's just more gross. Yeah, more gross. And less refined. Well, I mean, they're more, more, what's the term? Just, they're less refined. <laughs> it's just more. I was watching. Uh, they're, they're like lower class Klingons. Yeah, basically. I was watching. I always thought they're like the mix between Klingons and Ferengi. So, there's this one scene where Worf is sitting in the old Enterprise and these other Klingons are sitting over there and they're like, are those Klingons? And Worf is like, yes, we, we don't talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. That was in the, the, Tribbles episode. Yeah. Now, sadly enough, the Enterprise actually explains it. They have an yeah. episode that actually explains it. It was really dumb. Really dumb. But, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, those are Klingons. We do not discuss it with outsiders. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's the line. You're right. We don't discuss that with outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they are Klingons. What happened? <laughs> Klingon, he always is. Worf has some great lines. Oh, yeah. Worf is the best. I'm, I'm watching through the Deep Space Nine. He's got some of his best oh. lines are from Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's got some great ones. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love the, the one where, like, uh, I forget who it is. It's like, and all he does is laugh, but he's like, he's like, yeah, there are, there are no Klingon women for me to, you know, mate with. Uh, and somebody, yeah, for me to mate, I would need a Klingon yeah, woman. I would need a Klingon woman. Yeah. <laughs> And I think somebody says something back. The guy then says, there are women on this. Yeah. Find you tame. Yeah. Impossible. I think it's at the same time she's offered him prune juice for the first time. It's a warrior's drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that character. Love it's like, what is it? Just try it. <laughs> See? It's an earth drink. What is it? Just try it. You see, it's an earth drink, prune juice. Warrior's drink. You know, you always drink alone. It wouldn't hurt you to seek out a little companionship. I would require a Klingon woman for companionship. Earth females are too fragile. Not all of them. There are a few on this ship that would find you tame. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! 
Impossible. You never know till you try. Then I'll never know. Coward. I was merely concerned for the safety of my crewmates. Drink your prune juice. Warriors. Warriors drink. drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes into he goes into a corpse establishment. He's like, ah, oh, you want some more blood wine? Bring me prune juice. Yeah, no, prune juice. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you look, he's like, okay, all right. All right, prune yeah, juice. Prune juice man, get it. Some root beer where you're at it? <laughs> There's a great root beer line in there. Probably. No, here's it. It's Cork uh, mm-hmm. and Garrick. Oh, they have that discussion about that, root beer. That's a great scene. That's a great scene. And he's like, it's like the, it's like the it's, Federation. Yeah. It's sweet It's so and bubbly cloying. and cloying. <laughs> <laughs> like the Federation. But if you drink it long enough. You know what the worst part is? If you drink it long enough, you start, you start to, to like, like it. it. <laughs> like, like the, the Federation. Federation. <laughs> it's insidious. I love that scene. Might I trouble you for a glass of canard? Help yourself. It's on the house. Well, how uncharacteristically generous of you. I'm in an uncharacteristic mood. Besides, I got 80 cases of this stuff sitting in my stockroom. And the way things are going, I'll never unload another bottle, unless it's to you. How thoughtless of me not to consider the effect the destruction of my home world would have on your business. These must be trying times for you. Be brave. I want you to try something for me. Take a sip of this. What is it? A human drink. It's called root beer. I don't know. Come on. Aren't you just a little bit curious? <sighs> what do you think? It's vile. I know. It's so bubbly and cloying and happy. Just like the Federation. But you know what's really frightening? If you drink enough of it, you begin to like it. It's insidious. Just like the Federation. <laughs> and then they's like, do you think they can save us? I hope so. <laughs> yes, I love that scene. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I love that show. Cork, one of my... F- I He's mean, great. It's great, but also Garrick, one of my favorite characters. You know, those Garrick. two, it's funny, you know, there there are some pairings that you're like, you, you, you would have been nice to have more... Pair ups exactly. between Quark and Garrett, Absolutely. quite frankly, because they are two they're outsiders. Two outsiders. They're not really welcome in their own not, communities. Not really welcome in their own communities. You're right. Very similar. Uh, it'd be nice to see more of them. It would have been nice to see more of them. Kind and of. they had, and both of them had such a great arc. Yes, I mean the arc for those characters is so amazing. Yeah, they both have. They both. It's fun that they had that conversation because they both do kind of learn to enjoy. What they despise, the, the, exactly. the, this place that they felt like they had to be or were trapped yep. around people that they didn't understand and didn't like. They came to appreciate. Exactly. In ways they never expected. And the same is true of... Worf. They take the Worf's journey. Yep. And the same is true of the uh, the Federation citizens. They come to appreciate Quark. Yep. And even Garrick. Oh, absolutely. Um, like there's the one scene where like they're like the the Klingons decide, oh, we're gonna attack the Cardassians. And he's like, Call Garrick, I need a suit. 
<laughs> yeah. Go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we can't tell the Cardassians this information. It, it would be it would be against the yeah, treaty the, against the, the with the Klingons. It's like, and so they're like, uh, Garrick, um, I need you in my office. I need you to measure me for a suit. It's like, I have I, your measurements. No, well, come. I just yeah, I, measure me again. <laughs> and they talk about you know classified information. I think I have all that I. It's need. It's great stuff. Oh my god, it's wonderful. Great stuff. And there is also that episode later. When uh, the Cardassians join the Dominion and Garrick gets coded intelligence messages and stuff, and it's his yeah. job to decode them all. Yep. And he's just tortured by it. Because of him, Cardassians are dying. Yep. And he understands that ultimately he needs to liberate his people. Mm-hmm. And this is the only way he can help them. Yep. Is by helping the Federation kill his people it's a great show i remember that show i mean even the one where he goes back and that housekeeper he's in that he loves yeah like a mother yeah and she gets to kill her i mean it was his whole arc is i even like the episode where he gets this like cardassian drug thing but it unleashes him as this murderer and so he's on yeah on Tarek nor yeah he's just killing me like and he's hunting them Mm -hmm. now because he's been unleashed by this thing and then there's the favorite, my favorite part of the episode is after, you know, they get him back together or whatever. And he's talked to the doctor. And for the first time, you see in his character some embarrassment. Yeah. He's a little embarrassed. He's ashamed. Which is funny because he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for some reason, that, that moment makes him embarrassed. He's ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, Garrick, we don't blame you. You were under a drug. You didn't. Yeah, but it was still inside him. It it's was part of him. him. Yeah. And people got a view, a true view of what he looks like when he goes full on. And it reinforced what he feared they believed he was. Yep. Absolutely. And he's embarrassed by it. Yeah. Love that character. And that actor is amazing. He's great. It's amazing. He's great. He always, he, the kind of. The duplicitous and the the joyful deceit uh, that he that he plays with. It's you know he has a conversation with Worf at one point. They go Worf and he go on a journey together at one point, and Garrick says, uh, you know, in the shuttlecraft, like, um, Worf, I would like you. Would you mind terribly putting in a word for me with Starfleet? I, I would like to join. I'd like to join up. I I think they could use me. And I want to help the cause. And Worf's like, yeah, you don't believe that. And he's like, absolutely. And he, they have this whole conversation. Eventually, Worf almost is like, he's confused. And he almost like, why why me, though? He's like, oh, and whatever it was. And eventually, he's like, Garrick kind of just says something even more absurd. And Worf's like, you don't believe any. You don't want to join Starfleet. He's like, no, I don't. Well, why all of this deceit? It's like, because lying is like anything. You have to practice. <laughs> <laughs> You have to practice. Oh, my God. He's the best. Uh, the best. Line is like anything. You have to practice. You have to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Real fun. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, great show. I'm, I'm enjoying going through it again, looking at it with different eyes, some stuff I missed. Mm-hmm. Just the way in which they take different archetypes and decide to redefine them. The Nod character is amazing. Yeah, he goes on quite a journey. Yes, he does. Uh, amazing. And I, I never fully warmed up to him. I, I always kind of, I found him annoying at first, and he gets better. He gets more interesting. I never fully warm up to him, but uh, that scene though, where he takes on those Klingons, dude. Which uh, ones? On the promenade when they're loitering. Yeah, when they're loitering. I just watched that episode yesterday. Oh my god! You know, just the idea that you have this Ferengi. He's he's so upset. He's got this Napoleonic complex, you know. It's, <laughs> 
He's like, they don't, they don't respect me. He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> but on. it's not just that he's short. It's that he's a Ferengi. He's a Ferengi, yeah. You it's know, a racial they, thing. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. You know, they, they just aren't seen as honorable people yeah. uh, in that sense. And uh, the fact that he transcends that and uh but there but you know he loses it for me a little bit because at the end of that you know he has that exchange with you know on the elevator martok gets off the elevator and he's getting on nog's getting on and he's like cadet and moves along and nog's like that's better yeah right, knock it off i get it but you know let's tone it down a little I bit liked it. i like it i love that yeah I, li- I like that he he finds his voice uh wants to do something that no other he basically takes the same journey that Spock takes. You know, he wants to do something. Yeah, the same journey Worf takes. And, yeah, and, Worf and, takes I mean, it's right. important for that character. They needed to do something with him. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, it, it stretches credulity a little bit because he, he's at the Academy for, what, like a year? Yeah. And then he's a cadet working at D-Space 9 again. And well, eventually he's, like, field promoted to Ensign. Yeah, he, I mean, he, it's he's— It's all de- real quick. It's real quick. And it's definitely—the real arc of Ferengi, which is more realistic— is Quirk's arc. Yes. Where he too comes a journey, but in a Ferengi kind of way. Yeah. Like he's still a Ferengi at the end of that journey. Just He is. You know, he just in a different way. But he, he learns Nog and his father, Rom, are very unusual. I mean, Rom goes from a very typical Ferengi and trying to murder his brother at one point yep. to a much, a completely different character oh, by yeah. the end to- of it. Totally different. And Quark, his journey is much more gradual. True. And more understandable in, yep. in a lot of ways. Yeah. He goes from... Well, part of Nog, to part of his journey is the fact that, unlike Quark and his brother, he's not brought up on Ferengi nor. So he, he's brought up. Ferenginar. Ferenginar. He has all of these other influences at a much younger age. So. And he's got a best friend in yeah, Jake. He's, he's got a best friend in Jake and he's seeing other things. And so in some ways he's the anti-Ferengi Ferengi because he's not. And that's the thing Captain Cisco even notices. Like I was afraid, I was concerned about the influence he would have on you, yep. Jake. But I didn't realize at the time the influence you would have on him. Yep. And yeah, that's it was an important, I think, powerful kind of message that that show absolutely that I didn't really appreciate for a while between those two characters. That was really fun. And Quark goes on a real feminist journey. He does in this show. I mean, for him, he really does. I mean, he really does. He he grows up a lot. You know, it's, it's also one of my favorite um, episodes. I'm not sure if it was Deep Space Nine, but I think it was. Is it was a real interesting look at us as human beings in this century when he com- he comes to oh when uh, they go back in time to and, and, roswell yeah and, and quark is looking down on us right yes these <laughs> he's backward not, people he's not, these he's, are humans i can understand yeah, he's not he's like they're radiating their own planet <laughs> <laughs> why would they radiate their own planet they're selfish they're greedy <laughs> these are some you these, these are, are humans humans i understand <laughs> And manipulate. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah. It's a great episode. I love that episode. <laughs> and, uh, and Quark, and what the general says to him, is like, you remind me of my, uh, my brother-in-law. And he says, oh, must be a great guy. It's like he's a car salesman and a bad one. So like, well, he's nothing like me. <laughs> I don't trust him and I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't trust you. Oh, my God. I love that episode. <laughs> and they're smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it's like, what are they doing to themselves? What's that disgusting smell? I think it's called tobacco. 
It's a deadly drug. When used frequently, it destroys the internal organs. If it's so deadly, then why do they use it? It's also highly addictive. How do they get their hands on it? They buy it in stores. They buy it? If they'll buy poison, they'll buy anything. <laughs> and then they're, they're smacking their heads. It's like, they're mimicking. <laughs> These people are idiots. <laughs> That's yeah, a great one. Oh my god! Yeah, like we're below Ferengi. Oh yes. Which is funny because when you first see the Ferengi, they're almost not erect. Yeah, they're all hunched over. They're, and stuff, they're almost yeah. like animalistic. In but there. yeah, again, we've had this discussion. I, yeah. I don't care for the original version, the the next generation version. No. Of the Ferengi, oh, even in next gen, they kind of evolved even from like the first yeah. time we see them, they're like gremlins. Yeah. Almost. And they get a little bit more. They get some of that kind of profit stuff yep. squeezed in there and the deal making. But they're well, still kind of shifty. It's like, sort of the same thing with the Klingons, how they rehabilitated the sure. Klingons. Yeah. Got rehabilitated in next gen because yeah. the, the earlier version, they're just a bunch of drunk, nasty yeah. guys in like gold makeup. I mean, it's just- But even in uh, even the next gen, yeah, they, they got – we already had the look. Mm-hmm. And we had some of the lore – of the the warriors and all true, of that, true. but the uh, well, I think it was when Ron Moore came on board that he really helped develop what became what we understand as the Klingons, which of course now Star Trek Discovery is kind of absolutely messing with, and I don't like it. But um, I thought they did okay. Job. I know, I know. I don't want we don't rehash the whole thing. All right, all right. <laughs> and with that, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Music Store. Tell a friend about the show, and we are on DisagreePodcast.com. We'll talk at you next week, everybody. Bye. Peace and chicken grease. Uh, but anyway, maybe we should do an episode. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's do the show. <laughs> Let's do an episode. Start, start it up.